Hi everyone, welcome to my third lesson in this series. So this is how to teach sentence patterns part three. So these lessons, this series is for two types of people. It's either for teachers who are not native speakers and are just looking for little tips to help them teach things to their students or to remind them of how to do certain things themselves, build a little confidence. And this is also for any student who is wanting to learn about sentence patterns. So if you are somebody who kind of has all the words, but you're not sure where to put them, you're putting words in the wrong place, this is definitely for you. Okay, so over the past two lessons, we've gone over the verb to be, we've gone over action verbs without the verb to be, and so we've taken little tiny baby sentences and we've made them much longer, giving you the ability to make or to give a lot more information. And so we're just going to continue doing that. And I've come across so many students that I work with that need help with where to put things in a sentence. So I've just kind of decided that we're going to keep doing this sentence pattern uh, series for a little bit, and then we'll change and we'll do some other things. But for now, it's all about sentence patterns. So here we go. Today, I guess the big difference is we're going to talk about linking verbs. So we're going to do the subject plus a linking verb plus a describing word, otherwise known as an adjective, or a noun. And so we're going to put all of that in a sentence together. Eventually, we'll get there. Okay, so let's start. Uh, the subject of a sentence. If you have seen one of these lessons before, then hopefully you know this by now. But if not, here we go. The subject of a sentence is what the sentence is about. A lot of times the subject of a sentence is a pronoun, so that would be I, he, she, we, they, you, all of those are pronouns. Any other pronouns work too. Or a lot of times the subject of a sentence is a noun. So that would be in the form of a person, a place, an animal, or an object. So an object would be like my phone, the cup, the car, all of those objects. Okay, so let's talk about linking verbs. So a linking verb links the subject of the sentence to the action of the sentence. That's very grammar-like. Uh, to put it into use, take the sentence, my cat is fat. So my cat is the subject because my cat is fat. Who is this sentence about? It's about my cat. So my cat is the subject. What am I saying about my cat? I'm saying he's fat. And in this sentence, my cat is fat, I link them together with the word is. I'll give you a hint. The verb to be, am, is, was, were, those are all linking verbs. That probably makes it much easier if you know that. So. The verb to be is, was, were, all that. Those are linking verbs. So whenever you see them in a sentence, they are linking the subject to the action. Or basically, they're linking the subject to whatever you're saying about the subject. So again, my cat is the subject of the sentence, and the action, or what I'm saying about my cat, is that he's fat. And I use the word is to put those two things together, to put those two thoughts together. So they're linked together by the word is, and that's why is is a linking verb. 
However, I know that I just said that all of the verb, the verb to be, those are linking verbs. That's true. But there are other linking verbs. And so we'll talk about those too. So one of those other linking verbs is the word appears. So we would say, my cat appears fat. So instead of saying, my cat is fat, we would say, my cat appears fat. So appears links the cat and fat together. <laughs> All right, so my cat is the subject. What I'm saying about my cat is still that he's fat, but I, uh, I stepped up my game a little bit and I said he appears fat. So just a little hint, anytime you have a linking verb, you know it's a linking verb because you can replace it with a form of the verb to be. That's exactly what I just did. My cat appears fat, my cat is fat. It's the same thing, same sentence. You can replace appears with is. That's how you know appears is a linking verb. So I will, as I'm saying this, I'm realizing that I should give you guys a list of linking verbs. And I do have a, a little list here um, in, this uh, in this podcast. And as always, I will post the notes from this podcast onto my website, elisasenglish.com. I will also, I can't promise when, but I will also at some point in the next few days, I will post uh, a list of linking verbs so that you know what those are and so that you can practice even more. But I will have the little list I'm about to go over now on my website uh, probably in the next day or so. That's usually how I do it. Once I post a podcast, I'll usually get the, the notes of it up and then maybe the same day, but usually the next day. Okay. Anyway, enough of that. So let's talk about some linking verbs. So I already told you the verb to be is, are, am, was, all of those are linking verbs. Plus, I want you to think of your five senses. So words that talk about things you can see, things you can hear, things you can touch, things you can smell, things you can taste. So appears, talks about you being able to see. So here we go, taste, become, appear, grow, feel, look, stay, turn, remain, seem, smell, and sound. Those are all linking verbs. That's enough for you to be able to practice with until I get the list up. Okay, there are no ton of linking verbs, by the way. So you don't have to memorize a huge list. There's not a lot of them. I don't really recommend memorizing anything. I think you should just practice and it'll become natural to you. All right, so those are our linking verbs. We'll use them today. So let's get going with our sentence. I feel like you guys are pretty good at sentences. If you have, if this is the third lesson you've done with me, you should have a pretty good idea of where things go so we can spice it up this time. Okay, so we're gonna take a sub, the subject, plus we're gonna take our linking verb, and we're gonna take an adjective. So that's gonna be some sort of describing word. So first sentence, by the way, we're gonna be in present tense and we're gonna use pronouns as our subject. I appear surprised. So I is our subject and it's a pronoun. Appear is our linking verb and surprise describes how I appear. So I appear surprised. Next one, it tastes disgusting. 
So it tastes, how does it taste? Disgusting. So disgusting is our adjective. I'll also post a list of adjectives as well. Uh, can't promise when that will happen, but I'll do it in the next few days. Okay, next one. He grows bigger. How does he grow? Bigger. So we're just describing. And I want you to notice that because we're using verbs, our describing word is actually going to go at the, it's going to go after the verb. So one of the things that people find very confusing because a lot of times English does it a little bit differently than people's native languages is where do you put the adjectives? Where do you put the describing words? And so that really all depends on what it is that you are describing. So if you're gonna describe a noun, then you're gonna put your describing word first. You're gonna put your adjective first. Blue car. Blue is my adjective. Car is my noun. When you're describing a noun, the word you use to describe it goes first. So nouns are polite, to give it that way. When you're describing a verb, it's the opposite. When you describe a verb, your describing word, your adjective, your adverb, whatever it is, it goes after. So up here is a verb. So it's going to go after. So sorry, the describing word is going to go after appear. So I appear surprised. It tastes disgusting. He grows bigger. Verbs are rude. So verbs want to go first and they make their describing word go second. Nouns are polite. So they let their describing word go first. Okay, let's keep going. Two more sentences. We look amazing. How do we look? Amazing. They feel beautiful. How do they feel? Beautiful. So that's our describing word, beautiful. So one thing to keep in mind, because we're in present tense, because we're not using the verb to be, whenever we use he, she, or it, our verb has to have an S on the end. So it tastes, he grows. So make sure you have the S on the end, he, she, or it, when you're in present tense. Very common mistake. Okay, so we're gonna keep going. We're just gonna do the same thing. We're just gonna do past tense. And there's not really a huge difference here. Um, so subject plus linking verb plus our adjective or describing word. We're still going to use pronouns as our subject of the sentence. We're just now going to be in past tense. So I appeared surprised. We're just going to add ed. It tasted disgusting. We're just adding ed. We looked amazing. We're just adding ed. Now we're gonna change it a little bit. Now we have two irregular verbs. He grew bigger, they felt beautiful. So I've already posted on my website, elisasenglish.com, a list of irregular verbs. So you can take a look and practice with those. Again, I don't recommend you memorize, I just recommend you practice. And by practicing, you will memorize. <laughs> Uh, what the irregular verbs are, but you'll do it in a way that will help you be able to use them. So whenever you practice things like irregular verbs or adjectives, make sure you practice them in a sentence. Don't just practice the list, because that doesn't help you. You want to actually be able to use these things and speak. So practice them in a sentence. If you have questions, you can ask me.
All right, so let's continue. All right, so now we have uh, present tense, and uh, we're, I'm sorry, not present tense, future tense, my mistake. We have future tense, same sentences, same sentence pattern, future tense. Subject plus a linking verb plus an adjective or a describing word. So I will appear surprised. It will taste disgusting. He will grow bigger. We will look amazing. They will feel beautiful. So all we're doing is adding will. So future tense in this case is so much easier than past tense. You don't have to worry about irregular verbs. You just add will. I will, it will, he will, we will, they will. Now, because we're not using the verb to be, we're not going to use ing. So when you make sentences like this, using this sentence pattern, you do not have to use ing. Okay, so now we're gonna do the same thing. We're just gonna spice it up a little bit. Instead of using pronouns as our subject, we're going to use people, animals, or objects as our subject because half the time, at least half the time, if not more, when you're speaking, this is what your subject will be. And this is also where people tend to get a little bit confused. So the rules are exactly the same. Nothing really changes. Okay, so our first sentence, the computer remains off. So the computer is our subject, remains is our linking verb, and off is describing the computer. Okay, the boy looks hungry. The boy is our subject, looks is our linking verb, and how does he look? Hungry. John feels angry. John is our subject. Our linking verb is feels. And how does he feel? Angry. So that's angry is describing how he feels. Sarah and I seem small. That's we. Sarah and I is we because whenever you include yourself, it's we. Whenever you don't include yourself, it's they. And the same rules apply. So Sarah and I seem small. How do we seem small? The banana smells funny. So the banana is it, which means we have to have smells <laughs> because we're in present tense. So we have to have an S on the end of our verb and it smells funny. Okay, so we're gonna go to past tense. Same thing, we're just gonna do past tense. So subject plus a linking verb plus an adjective or a describing word, but now we're in past tense. The computer remained off. We just add ed to remained. The boy looked hungry. We just added ed to looked. John felt angry. Oh, felt. That's one of our regular verbs. Just look at the list. Practice, but practice with sentences. Sarah and I seemed small. We just added ed to seemed. The banana smelled funny. We just added ed. So I just want to be clear when we add ed, it's remained, not remained. It's looked, not looked. It's seemed, not seemed. And it smelled, not smelled. So remained, looked, seemed, smelled. If it helps you, you can think about instead of it being ed, think of it being a t sound at the end of the word. Remained, seemed, looked, smelled. So if, if it helps you to think of it as a T sound, then think of it that way instead of ED. 
that helps a lot of people. I'm not going to lie. I don't understand that <laughs> because to me, it's an easy sound, but I totally understand how it helps a lot of people. So remained, looked, seemed, smelled. Instead of ED, think of it as a T sound. All right, so now we're just going to do future tense. Same thing, just future tense. The computer will remain off. The boy will look hungry. John will feel angry. Sarah and I will seem small. The banana will smell funny. Future tense is so easy. You just add will. Just make sure you're only adding will and not will be. As soon as you add will be, you have to use ing. So you would say instead of the computer will remain off, you would say the computer will be remaining off. Instead of the boy will look hungry, the boy will be looking hungry. So both are fine. So if you prefer to use the verb to be, that's okay, you can do it. It's all the same. Um, just make sure that you know which one you're using and you know the rules that come along with it. Moving on. So we're gonna add some time phrases. Uh, so time phrases are anything that tell you when something happened. So today, earlier, next week, Monday, again, last year, before, after. Anything that says when something happened is what I like to call a time phrase. And we can add these to the end of the sentence or we can add these to the beginning of the sentence. It doesn't matter which. Um, actually, I shouldn't say that. You can always add a time phrase to the end of the sentence. There are a few occasions where when you add a time phrase to the beginning of the sentence, it will change what you're saying. But I would say 90% of the time you can do both, but you can always add it to the end. Here we go. So we're going to do the subject plus the linking verb plus an adjective or describing word. And then we're going to add time. So the computer remains off this week. The boy looks hungry right now. John feels angry every day. Sarah and I seem small today. The bananas smell funny now. Okay, so now we're gonna add a place. And so our time phrase is gonna go at the end, so our place is gonna go right before it. So we're gonna do a subject plus a linking verb plus an adjective or a describing word plus a place. Here we go. The computer remains off while we're at camp. So where are we gonna be while the computer's off? We're gonna be at camp. The boy looks hungry, where? At the restaurant. John feels angry at school. So we just added where he feels angry. He feels angry at school. Sarah and I seem small at the zoo. The banana smells funny. Where? In the kitchen. So now we're gonna put all that together. We're gonna do a subject, plus a linking verb, plus an adjective or a describing word, plus a place, plus a time phrase. So here we go. The computer remains off while we're at camp this week. So the computer remains off, that's our little sentence. While we're at camp, that's where we are, when, this week. The boy looks hungry at the restaurant right now. So the boy looks hungry is our little baby sentence. Where is he at the restaurant? When is this? Right now. The boy looks hungry at the restaurant right now. John feels angry at school every day. So John feels angry, that is our little baby sentence. Where is he at school? 
When is this? Every day. Sarah and I seem small at the zoo today. Sarah and I seem small is our little baby sentence. Where are they? Or where are we? At the zoo. And when is this? It's today. Sarah and I seem small at the zoo today. Last sentence. The bananas smell funny in the kitchen right now. So the bananas smell funny. That is our baby sentence. Where are these smelly bananas? They're in the kitchen. When is this happening? Now. The bananas smell funny in the kitchen now. Okay. So now we're going to put our time phrase at the beginning of our sentence. So, this week, the computer remains off while we're at camp. Right now, the boy looks hungry at the restaurant. Every day, John feels angry at school. Today, Sarah and I seem small at the zoo. Now the bananas smell funny in the kitchen. You could kind of see at the last sentence and the first sentence, it sounded a little bit different. So instead of the bananas smell funny in the kitchen now, now the bananas smell funny in the kitchen. It just kind of changes the way you say it. It doesn't change the meaning. But you can just kind of see the difference between putting the time phrase at the beginning or the end. Both are good, both are correct. It's up to you. Because it's you, it's you, it's what you're saying. So it's whatever you want to say. All right, that is it for this one. I hope this was helpful. I hope this helps you be able to put everything in the right place so that you can speak properly and with confidence and without having to translate in your head. So practice, practice, practice. And I will see you next time. Bye.